There seems to be a recurring theme this month that I've been mentoring and teaching a lot of photographers. And many of them say they have no money, no customers, they're broke, they're going through their savings. And then somehow the conversation will transfer over to oh, but I'm not seeing a return of my Yelp ads or my Google ads or my marketing specialist or my SEO specialist and on and on and on. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were broke. Oh, well, I am, but I'm spending 500, 1,000, 2,000, name your price on all kinds of things that aren't doing anything for their business. I don't know about you, but if I'm broke, I'm broke. And I'm certainly not paying for advertising. My name is Anna Brandt and I am a maternity and newborn photographer, hoping to shed some light on some of the things that have helped me along in my journey. You are listening to the Anna Brandt podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brett has been a professional photographer for over 23 years and has taught worldwide in over 34 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the fourth season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. I've never been one to really dump money into ads. It's almost like gambling to me. I just feel like if I don't know where my money's going, I kind of freak out. If I go into a casino, I'm probably going to put $5 in the slot machine, listen to the coins come out and call it a day. I don't know about you, but I work really hard for my money. And it seems like the bills and tuition and kids and everything else take almost every bit of it. And so when I talk to photographers that say they're broke, they don't have any money, they really need clients. And then I start hearing all the things they're spending money on. I'm, I'm shocked. I really think that if you're broke and you don't have any money, dumping money into Google ads and Facebook ads and paying an SEO expert is not what you should be doing. What you should be doing is hustling and getting out there and working. And if nothing else, saving every ounce of money that you have to make sure you can pay your rent, your electricity and your food bill. And if you have extra money left over, put it in a slush fund and hide it so that when you're really broke, you have something to go on. But instead, what I'm hearing is photographers spending every last dime on all kinds of things that aren't helping them at all. I just spent an amazing morning mentoring a wonderful photographer. And by the end, I just wanted to kidnap her and help her for the next six months. She had mentioned her marketing person. And so at first I didn't think much about it. And later she said, oh, my marketing person, you know, wants me to take some behind the scenes. No problem. As we're going about, I'm starting to think about this marketing person. I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's, you know, has this amazing marketing person and things are going well. So then she tells me she doesn't have any clients. She can't get free clients. She can't get models. She can't get clients in general. And I'm like, but wait a minute. I thought you have a marketing person. She says she does. How long has this person been working for you? Two months. Okay. Well, in two months, what leads have you gotten? What, you know, conversations have you had? What customers have inquired? And she said, none. 
What do you mean none? Not one. How, what? Okay, can we get the marketing person on the phone? Can I have a conversation with them? Because give me 24 hours and I'm pretty sure I could turn that around and I wouldn't charge you a dime. I just don't understand where her money's going and what this marketing person is doing exactly that she can't do herself for free. She's not the only one. I talk to other people that are spending thousands of dollars a month on SEO. And then there's the Yelp ads and the Google ads. And it's thousands of dollars just going nowhere. Now, you may say, Anna, I'm one of those people that I do advertising and it's working for me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the broke photographer who is scraping money to pay the rent and pay the gas bill and is struggling and is also putting all her money into paid ads, whatever it is, Google, Yelp, Facebook, I'm not knocking them. Obviously, advertising does work, but the algorithms don't match up sometimes. And what happens is you're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And it may seem like nothing at once. I hear, oh, Anna, it's just $300 a month. Except that when I say, how long have you been doing it? And they say three years, And I'm like, are you kidding me? 300 times 12 times three, do the math. You could have bought yourself a car. And so I have these conversations all the time with photographers. And every single time I hear, oh, but Anna, it's just this a month. It's just this. Okay, I don't know about you, but if it's just this a month and I don't have that a month, it's not going to equate. Unless you're saying, oh, it's bringing me in tons and tons of new clients and everybody knows my name and I'm booking like crazy and it's working for me. Again, if that's you, I'm not talking to you. So don't take offense when I'm saying don't dump your money into advertising or don't dump your money into SEO experts that say that they can do things. Obviously, they can do things That's why they're an SEO expert. I'm not knocking the marketing experts either or the people that are resume writing or or whatever service you're providing. But what I'm telling you is there are some people that can't afford this service. So what you need to do is take a hard look at your expenses. Every time I think, gosh, I just don't have the money for this, I immediately try to go back and look at stupid money that I'm spending. I could tell you right now, stupid money that I'm spending. Storage units, I have like four. It's ridiculous. I want to literally just empty every single unit and cancel the contracts. And that's what I'm working on. I have been emptying and purging and destashing. And if you follow me, at all. That's all I've been doing for the past year. And I'll probably spend the rest of the year doing it because I'm finding that I'm wasting a ridiculous amount of money every month storing things like Christmas decorations when every year I like to buy new Christmas decorations. I don't want to use last year. So why exactly am I paying a monthly storage unit to house things that are a waste of money? And so that is my goal in the next month. I wanted to get it done by last month, but we're still not there yet, is to kill all my contracts with all of these storage units because it's just a waste of money. If you think about a storage unit, what, two, $300 times 12 months, well, if I take that amount, oh my gosh, $3,600, all I have to do is go to TJ Maxx or HomeGoods during the holiday season, spend anywhere from $500 to $1,000, and I have all the props and setups I need for the entire season. Isn't that just ridiculous how much money I've spent on storage units? 
I think is absolutely ridiculous. And when I paid my bill yesterday, let me tell you, I gave myself 30 days to move out. You have to sit back and look at what you're spending. What do you want to do? You want to grow your business. You want to get clients. You want people to know who you are, right? Well, how do you do that? You're a creator. Go create. I feel like I say this every single day when I talk to photographers and they say, no one's booking them. Nobody can find them. First of all, I say, let's start changing the dialogue. Instead of saying, nobody's booking me. Nobody likes me. My prices are too high. Photographers cheap everywhere are taking my clients. I must not be good. Let's flip the dialogue and say, I haven't found the right clients. They must not know where I am, so I need to make myself more visible. Maybe my work isn't as great as it was. I should go out and create new work. I would rather you invest in education, take a class, learn a new skill, binge YouTube rather than binge Netflix and feel sorry for yourself. At the end of the day, we're creators. And what we need to do more of is we need to create. That's why AI is getting all the rage and the attention right now. Why? Because at our fingertips, we can create. And watching the screen magically transform our images is exciting, isn't it? Isn't it way more exciting than cooking dinner and doing laundry? Of course it is. Because if you think of why it's exciting, it's because we're creating. It's because we're creating, right? Now, there's a lot of naysayers, a lot of people that are hating AI and saying it's false, it's fake and copyright frustration. I get all of that. Forget all of that for one second. And let's talk about the things that excite us and why they excite us. Why do we go prop shopping? Because we want the UPS to show up on our door and drop another box and we want something amazing and beautiful and pretty. And then we look at it and go, oh, I wish I... I wish I had a baby to put in this cute outfit. So maybe I should just keep buying more props. People are going to see how many more props I have and then I'm going to bring babies in. Well, sometimes that does work. You go out, you buy something new, you show the world, you go look at this new prop that I have. Who wants to try it out? Who wants to book a session? Let's do it. And your phone rings and a million babies flock to your studio. And that $80 romper or that $100 stroller has now earned you 10 times more money, right? And that's what, that's what we want, right? Does that happen? Sometimes. You know who it happens to? It happens to photographers who have built a following. It happens to photographers who have built a tribe, who have networked and who have done all that work on a grassroots level by doing all the things that you do to build a mailing list. And many of those times, the things that you do to build mailing list, build your tribe, have your VIP group really doesn't cost any amount of money. But you need all of that so your following pays attention to you when you spend that $100 on that stroller and you can go, look guys, look what I want. Who wants a session? And they'll go, me. And then you have that session. And so you're going to go, okay, but Anna, okay, so I'm spending the money on the $100 stroller, but I don't have that following. Why not? That's where your money should be going. And no, 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 no. I'm not saying go pay for it. Back in the day before social media, and I call it grassroots marketing because it, it kind of was, we had to figure out how to do it ourselves. We had to go out and meet people. We had to talk to our neighbors. We had to go to chamber of commerce meetings. We had to go to photography meetings. We had to go to back to school night to meet and mingle with the other parents. We had to actually sit on the playground and talk to people. Remember those days? And if you're a new photographer, you probably 
never experienced any of that. But it's good old network marketing 101. Now, what we want to do is just clickety-click, be behind our computer, keep our sweats on, do what we need to do at home, dump a bunch of money into ads or marketing specialists or SEO experts, and then wait for our phone to ring. And so we dump all that money in and then we sit. Did you hear that? Your phone's not ringing. What was that? That was silence, right? When you're sitting alone in your room and there's no email pinging, asking for a session and the phone's not ringing and no one's blowing up your Instagram. What are you hearing? Okay, so that's silence. You take out the notepad and you sit down and instead of going on Facebook and scrolling and thinking that everybody has a better life than you, Start writing down all the stupid money that you're wasting right now. Get the pad out and write it down. Shut off social media and start open up your bank account because I do this all the time. Oh, probably like three to four times a week and I'm not done yet. And start writing down all the stupid places that you're spending money and start weeding things out left and right. I have an online membership for photographers and there was a time where I used to charge monthly for this membership and I got rid of it and I made a one lifetime fee. Why? Because I hated when people thought, oh, well, I didn't log into the member site and that $9.95 a month is stressing me out. So I'm just going to cancel it because Anna hasn't produced anything amazing this month. So let me just cancel it. I hated that. I hated that. I would get photographers that would be like, I'm going to, you know, just pause my membership because I got it. I got it. I get it. And I'd be like, yeah, I get that. It's kind of like when you're not watching whatever channel you subscribe to and then you get the bill and realize, wait, I'm paying $9.95 a month for Showtime times 12. And when was the last time I watched a movie on Showtime? Well, that's 120 bucks that I could save, right? I mean, 120 bucks is 120 bucks, guys. Sometimes it's a car payment or gas in your car or whatever. And so you cancel it, right? And so I, I actually found that was happening. Not a lot, but enough that it bothered me because I got it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I get it if you're not logging in. But then there are times where they didn't, they couldn't log in because they're busy or they're not busy or whatever. And then they'd want to get back on and then they'd have to subscribe all over again. So I was just over it. I got rid of it and said I was going to charge a lifetime flat fee of $99 for life. And then we were going to change it to $700 and we did for a tiny period. And then I just changed it back. And then I just was over it. I was like, you know what? Most of photography online memberships, they charge anywhere from $9.95 a month, $29.95 a month, forever, forever. And you pay it and you log in. I don't know how many times do you get the most use of it? I don't think you do, to be honest. Maybe you do. I think some of you do, but some of you don't. And so I got rid of all of that and I made it for my members a $99 for life because I didn't want anyone complaining and I didn't want anyone saying, well, this month I'm on it or next month I'm not going to be on it. And I didn't want anyone looking at that monthly charge from Anna Brand thinking, what a waste of money. That just made my skin crawl. So I got rid of it. And I'm super happy with that decision. And so, you know, 
to me, I kind of have to practice what I preach. I am a big purger. I feel like it's all I do. I literally feel like it's like my 10th job is purging, purging at home, purging my store. We have a de-stash group, extra inventory. We're trying to get rid of spaces right now, clean our storage. And I'm trying to get everything done this summer because I really want to go into the fall feeling 5,000 pounds lighter and hopefully much more comfortable in my financial skin because I'm not wasting money. So everything I'm telling you guys, I do. And I know that the photographers that buy my D-stash, they love it because they're like, Anna, it's such a great deal and I can get it and it's RTS and it'll ship and I can use it on my next client and it's going to bring me in more business. And I love that. That's, that's how it should be. But if you're someone going, Anna, I really can't afford your stuff. I can't buy it because I'm broke. I'd be like, okay, totally understandable. What are you doing to make money? Please don't tell me you're buying things that aren't working. So if you're somebody that says, I'm struggling with money, I'm going to ask you, if I was mentoring you, the first thing I'm going to say is, are you paying for ads? And if you say yes, and I say they're not working, cancel them. Are you paying for SEO expert? Yes, cancel it. Sorry, SEO experts. There's other people that can afford you. Let's not take advantage of the broke, desperate photographers. Can we not? There's clients that can't afford me. I don't, I don't go after them. I'm not marketing to the clients that can't afford me. And I got to tell you with chat GPT now, that's free, by the way, you can go to chat GPT, type in, I need hashtags for Anna Brand, newborn photographer in Southern California, and it'll spit back 20 hashtags completely relevant to your business with the right words faster than you can get a cup of coffee. And it will have cost you nothing. So during that silent time, write it down. Come on, let's be honest. Because if you're going to go see any type of financial person, an accountant or a mentor or anyone else, and they're going to say, what are your struggles? Top struggles that I hear almost every single day, because I'm a busy photographer. I have clients. I shoot almost every single day in my studio. Well, not every, every time I'm in my studio, I'm doing sessions. I'm not here every day, but when I'm here, I'm here to work. So I'm shooting all the time. And people ask me if I'm going to quit teaching or quit shooting. Neither. Nothing's going right now. But my clientele is my photography and it's what I love, live and breathe for. And my education is what I give back to the photography community because nobody taught me. And I think that it's needed out there. And we need teachers. We need people who are willing to share the journey. Okay. Because it's tough out there. So Almost every single day, I mentor or teach or talk to or have a conversation with some photographer in my field. And the top five issues that people say are, number one, I have no clients. Number two, I have no money. Number three, I don't know how to do this. Pose a baby in a beanbag, on a bucket, do froggy. And I don't know how to do number three because back to one, I have no clients. Number four, I don't have a following. I don't have a mailing list or I have a mailing list and there's like two people on it and I don't know how to grow it and I don't know how to get more people. And I know that to go back to number one, to get more clients, I need a mailing list, but I'm not quite sure how to do that. And I don't have enough money to figure out how to take education, to figure out how to put the baby in a bean bag because we go back to number one where I have no clients, jump to number four where I need marketing help. And then number five, what I hear the most, I'm depressed. I want to give up. I want to quit. I'm frustrated. It's more an emotional level. And so it's like, okay, A, a lot of this is temporary. I quote Reverend T.D. Jakes, who says, 
don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. I have to tell myself that almost every single day because feelings creep up on me just like they creep up on you. And just as fast as the money comes in, it goes out. And so, you know, just as I get time or a day, it goes out with the 5,000 things that I need to do. So I have all the same frustrations you guys do. Okay. But I try to tell myself every single day, okay, Anna, it's temporary. Don't quit because it's temporary. And don't do this because it's temporary. And I, I, I literally probably quote him every single day. And so what I need to tell you is many of these things are temporary. There's a lot that aren't temporary. But there are a lot of things, especially in the top five, that are temporary. Number one, you don't have any clients. Okay, well, I said you're a creator. You can create. We will get you clients. We can get them. They're out there. They just have to find you and you have to find them. How do they do that? Well, you need to start creating. And I am creating. I'm doing reels. I am posting. I'm doing video. Well, keep doing it. Because there's no finite number to doing that. I've been doing that for 23 years. I haven't stopped. I haven't suddenly woken up and say, oh, phew, I can finally stop marketing. I've never said that. Instead, my brain is constantly going, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do that. I was having a mentoring call today with a photographer and she said, Anna, I noticed that your photos all seem so different. But yet when I follow some other photographers, I see the same type of photos over and over and over again. Maybe different colors, but the same baby on a beanbag or the same froggy pose or the same, you know, maternity dress, different person, different background. But when I look at your work, it's so different all the time. Why? And it's because I get bored. Almost every day I do baby on a beanbag, froggy, bucket. I love babies. But if I post the same image over and over again, that's boring. It doesn't mean I don't do it. I do it almost every session. But I'm looking for unique photos to share on my Instagram to show other things that I can do because we know I can do froggy. We know I can do beanbag. We know I can do, can do a good backlit pregnancy image. We know all of that. So what else? I have a million images on my website. Clients can go to my website and see my work and see all that I do. But to me, if I'm going to post something on Instagram, I want it to be something fun and different. And I don't post nearly as much as I shoot. I can do anywhere from eight to 10 to 12 babies in a week. Gosh, sometimes in a day, depending upon where I am and what I'm teaching. In my studio, I usually do two newborns a morning. Well, if you think about one week doing anywhere from eight to 10 to 12 newborns, that's thousands and thousands of images. And if you look at my Instagram, maybe I posted five, maybe, because I just want to post things that make me happy and make me good. I don't need to post on the hour every hour. I mean, I've been a photographer a long time. I don't think I have to prove myself over and over and over again, but I do need to be creative because I like it because I like it. So if we look at the list, photographers are not paying attention to their mailing lists, to when I say tribe, maybe creating a VIP Facebook group that's free, that people that want to learn more about you, they can join your group, get specials. Mailing lists can also be free. I mean, obviously you have to pay a service to use them, but People can join your mailing list for free. They can hear more about you. You want to build a following. You want to build a network of people that go, hey, I like you. I like your work. I may not hire you now, but I may hire you five years from now. 
Do you know how many clients have said, Anna, I've been following you for years and I'm finally calling you? I I had one person, oh my gosh, I think she said she had been following me since she was 15 and she was in her 20s and then she got married and had a baby. And I I, I, want to say she had been following me like 13 or 14 years. And I was like, oh, wow, never even thought of that. And so you think, well, no one's hearing me, no one's seeing me. Yes, they are. They just may not need to hire you right this moment. But trust me, people are watching you. They are hearing you and they're seeing you. I know this for a fact. But you know what we get hung up on? We get hung up on the likes, the comments. I do too. Look at my Instagram. I have, if you go to my Instagram.com and a brand, I have 248,000 people that like my account. But I'll go and let's see, I posted baby Luca today. He was perfect, beautiful. I was a client that um, came to me for a session and then I brought her back for modeling. 56 people liked it, 56 people. But I guarantee you, I could go do a world tour right now and three to 500 people will tell me they saw that video, baby Luca on my Instagram. I know because I hear it all the time. And I don't want to be like, hmm, are you one of the 56 people that liked it? No, I don't even, no, I don't even bother that because half the people don't double tap. I don't double tap. I hardly double tap. I'll be scrolling and I try to remember to double tap, but I scroll way more than I double tap. Do you double tap on everything you see? No. Do you double tap on everything you see of mine? No, I know you don't. I know you don't because I've got millions of followers. If you add up all my social media and all my account, my reach is in the gazillions. But that's what's not double tapping on my Instagram every day. So if I were to sit there and look at it and go, how come my millions of followers aren't double tapping on my Instagram? I should probably, I don't know, just go into a deep dog depression and bury myself in a room and eat peas because nobody likes me. I could do that, but mm, that's not going to fuel my soul. And so I can get a little bummed like, oh, I wish more people would double tap. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, when a client walks in and says, I love your work, and these are the images that I've seen, and it's a baby like baby Luca, I just smile to myself because I'm like, she liked it. She didn't double tap but she liked it. She liked it enough to hire me and come in and pay me to photograph her baby. And at the end of the day, isn't that what matters? And so I don't want you to pay too much attention to the likes or the unlikes or the unsubscribes and the subscribes. I want you to just, I don't know, why don't we just go and create like nobody's watching? Do you know that we used to do that? So for those of you new to the scene, let me explain real quickly as I wrap up this podcast, what being a photographer 23 years ago was like. There was no double tapping. There was no Facebook. So imagine right this moment, if we lost all social media, every account gone, no Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, nothing gone, no TikTok, it's all gone. And there's no instant response from anybody. Let's go one step further. You can't see the images on the back of your camera. You have to, ooh, pick up your camera, learn the settings and take a photo without seeing an instant results. Let's think about that for a second. What does that mean? It means you have to know your settings, maybe use a light meter, understand what light does, figure out the angles of your subject and where the light's hitting. 
and you won't immediately see the image. So that's going to mean you're going to need some patience before you see it and you can't redo it or fix it at that moment because you you don't know what worked and what didn't. So you're going to have to have a dialogue with your client and direct them and hope and pray to God that every image that you directed is what you saw. And then you're going to wait a little bit and it could even be a week, maybe two, till you see those images. And then here's something, you're going to sit down with the client face to face and they're going to look at your work and tell you exactly what they think of it right in front of you. What about that? The good, the bad, all right there, right sitting right next to you. Not on social media, but right to your face. How do you think you're going to make it through all that? Well, my friends, if you've been around long enough, that's what life was like 23 years ago. That's how I started. I started in film. Every session, anxiety through the roof. Is my camera working? What are my settings? I remember having a light meter for five straight years. I practically slept with that thing because that was the only thing going to tell me if my settings were right. And praying to God when that film came back, sometimes a week, sometimes two weeks later, depends if I got to the lab to drop it off or not. And let me tell you, this was during my kid raising and having toddlers and babies and I couldn't get to the lab after every single shoot. I had to run home and put a child down for a nap. So that meant the film sat in the bag until I could get in the car with a toddler or pregnant with another child sleeping or napping to drop the film off to pick it up a week when it's going to be ready. And then once I get through the anxiety of opening up the envelope and looking at my proofs to see if anything I got was good, now I have to sit down with the client in person and go picture by picture and listen to what they liked and listened to what they didn't like. And let me tell you, you want to learn anything about you? Oh yeah, those are the days. Anyone who's been in the film days is nodding their head going, oh yeah. Like painful, painful, but refreshing. Because it was painful in that you got you to gotta just sit and listen to it. And sometimes it was your fault and sometimes it wasn't. And then what do you do? You tell yourself, okay, next time, I'm going to tell her to stick her chin out more. I'm going to get higher on a ladder. I'm going to do this with my light. And so what happened was creatives, we had to be creative. And every session, we had to get better and better based solely on our client's feedback of what worked and what didn't because they told us to our face. And now here we are 20 years later and no one's really telling us to our face. Sometimes we don't even know until we see a bad Yelp review. And we're like, why didn't they tell me in person? Well, because you're not meeting with them in person, remember? You want them to just go home and you want to do everything digitally and you don't want to sit and talk to them and you want them to just pay you money, but you don't want to get the feedback. And so then clients feel like they can't tell you anything. And so they leave frustrated and you're not hearing them or answering their phone and you're just putting out more ads and trying to market. So you're probably going, all right, Anna, you lost me. Because I'm looking at Alex and he's looking at me like, where, where did she go? She went really far away. And if you listen to any of my podcasts, I kind of sometimes take a little detour, but I always come back. I always come back. At the end of the day, there was a time where all we could do was keep creating. We didn't have the instant response. We couldn't dump money into Facebook ads. Maybe we did print ads. 
but we didn't spend a lot of needless money on things where we couldn't see an instant return on and we hustled and we hustled. I want you to hustle. I want you to stop spending money on things that aren't working. You want to hire SEO experts and marketing experts and Google money and ads and all of that? Great. Wait till you've got the extra income to do it, please. Because it pains me as an educator to see photographers that are really struggling. They love the craft. They love babies. They just want to spend their days holding and hugging and photographing babies. And I get it because that's my job and I love it. And I've been loving it for 23 years. But at the end of the day, don't we kind of have to be smart business people and figure out what's working, what's not working and go back to just creating? So if you're someone that said, all right, Anna, I hear you. I need clients. I I need people calling me up. I need to book babies. Then do me a favor. Get off social media. Cut out the things that you're wasting money on and get to work and start creating. Pretend that you're in an era where you're not going to get an instant response every single day. So when you don't get an instant response, you don't break down into a sad depression. Tell yourself that you don't have the extra money and maybe curb the prop shopping a little bit. Start making your own crafts if you have to and start cutting down and put yourself on a big fat budget. Because I would love the next time I mentor somebody, I would love for them to not tell me they're broke, they have no money, and gosh, I wish that SEO expert that I'm paying $3,000 a year for would give me a return on my investment. I, I want that part gone. Because I can handle it and help you when you say, I don't have any clients and I'm broke. I got your back. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's paint a backdrop. Let's get a model in. Let's start shooting. Let's create videos. Let's create reels. Let's make headbands. Let's repurpose old fabric. Let's organize our house. Let's get to work. Because when you're busy, you're not going to have time to do any of that. And when you're busy and you're rich and you're making lots of money, go hire a whole staff. Go crazy. Go at it. But right now, if you're broke and you need money, stop spending stupid money, clean the house out, start de-stashing, start purging, dusting the cobwebs off that sewing machine, and let's start creating because that's what I'm about. I'm about creating and I'm about living a life of purpose and intention. And my hope is that something in this podcast made sense to you and you go and do it. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrant.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrantEducation.com.